0: It's just money. It's made up. And the discussion, we said he in the budget up. Ain't gotta talk
1: about nothing else. And the discussion, we said he blowing the budget up. Come to the table, yeah. Back outside, I'm. You trying to get money? Yo, it's crazy, son. Like, I just love playing defense. I don't know
2: why I had to say that. I just, I, love, I
1: just love putting guys in the straight
2: jacket. I was in my mentally the other day. I'm like- Hold on, hold on.
1: Bring us in. 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 You want me to
2: bring us in today? That's what we doing?
1: Yeah, that's what we doing. You got the top. Let's get it
2: right, man. You locked in right now to the best basketball podcast on earth. You feel me? We got Mr. 30th Game, Mr. Ocean Drive, Mr. Men's League Hall of Fame, the yokish of your Men's League. Speaking of that, hold on, Mr. Big Rings, Big Things, Jaybird, James
1: Daniel the Third. Hey, if your Men's League don't give out championship rings, man, y- y'all ain't doing it right.
2: We hear a big tab, not the little one. I'm not locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in, man. It's never. It'll never be an issue on this side, you feel me? But, you know, we locked into the best basketball podcast on earth. And, you know, we appreciate you. You could have been anywhere in the world. But you're here with us. Jaybird. we got a lot to talk about this week. We can start with, let's start with the finals. Yeah,
1: let's start with the finals. It's
2: fresh. Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets on a hard fought series. They were probably the best team through and through. Throughout, from start of the season to the end of the season, they were the number one team in the West. They made light work of most teams throughout the playoffs. It didn't. No one really challenged them. They got their first sweep this year, first championship this year. They did it for Mello. (laughs) And shout out the Heat too. I think the Heat deserve like a participation award or so. They shouldn't have even been there. The Heat are over. the heat are overachievers
1: i would have to say the miami heat have probably the best front office in basketball right now
2: the miami heat have the best everything they're playing with d2 guys d2? starting in D- the rotation d3. in the finals d3 d3 i'm sorry the miami heat are yeah hold sh- up they i don't know they deserve something
1: hold up so is the gap closing between D- division one and division three
2: no sir <laughs> No sir. I think no, the gap. I, I think think see gap is you there. I think the gap is closing. What's the bro's name? What's Jimmy Neutron's name with the with the Blick? Come on, D. Rob. The D three. Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson. Little podcaster. Duncan Robinson. The gap is not closing, bro. He also went to Michigan. Let's not. Let's not get lost in the sauce here.
1: Derek White. I see what D- you D- did Derrick there. That was D- good
2: D- podcasting. Derek
1: White went D three.
2: He went to a D three as well.
1: Yes, and then transferred his last year to Colorado.
2: Okay, I will say you're doing well here. Like, this is good content, good podcasting. But this is like a finesse that people like to do. Like, yo, is the gap closing? Because you named two D3 players that made it to the NBA level out of 450 players. Nah, I think the gap is still pretty. Shout out to those anomalies. Not
1: going to lie. But I think the gap
2: is still the gap.
1: Not going to lie. There's a guy from Hampton. His name is Lamont Struthers. Played Mm -hmm. in a division three, like he's from the hometown, played a division three, drafted to the Portland Trailblazers,
2: bro. So we got 3 saying. I'll say the gap's closing when there is 30. When there's five? 30. 30? Five out of 450? That's not closing a gap. 30 is like, all right. Bro. There's something to look at.
1: Are there 30 mid-major guys in the NBA?
2: And people think the mid-major gap is closing. I'm, I'm asking, are there 30 mid-major guys in the NBA? They're probably. Get in the comments. Somebody argue with us. Oh, also, I wanted to say this. Because I be I don't know about you, but I get a lot of love around the city when I'm outside at these basketball events about the podcast. And I just want y'all to know from the bottom of my heart, argue with me. When you see me in public, if you think I said something, if you disagree, I'll do this all day. Like, I really live for my best friends all my closest people know we could be at a gas station and you could see me and disagree with like a point that i made about jamal murray or Jokic, and i will clear out my next 30 to 40 minutes and we could figure it out right there so don't be afraid to tell me i was wrong about some shit but i digress no nah, there's not I, there might there's probably 30 players there's probably 30 mid-major guys in the league easily you're you're just thinking that there's not that many cuz you're thinking of the standouts. Hold on, is there 30 like, mid
1: major guys? I don't think there was I don't think there was 5 mid major guys in NBA playoffs this year.
2: So there is more D3 representation than mid major? I think so, yeah. There's a guy – honestly, we're basketball junkies and I think there's guys on rosters that we can't name. So there has to be a decent amount of mid major guys in the league. And with you saying, you brought up like with you saying the questioning if the gap is closing, and me feeling like that's like a false. I get where you're coming from, but it's like potting. Mm-hmm. There's another point that I thought about the other day when I, so I went down this rabbit hole, and I realized when Jokic, do you know that video? We'll play it here, where they tell Jokic, "Yo, are, they ask Jokic, are you excited for the uh, for the parade on third? No, they are you excited for the parade?" He says, when's the parade? And I guess it's, it's Thursday. Thursday's a long way away. It's tomorrow now. And he realizes it's Thursday, and he's like, oh my gosh, I need to go home. So I'm curious what you are feeling right now, and if you're looking forward to a parade coming up in Denver. When is the parade? When is the parade? Thursday. No. I need to go home. Okay. Uh, I mean... Right? Right. He needs to go back to... Where is he from? Serbia? Yeah. And I realized, like, oh, my gosh. Jokic is low-key playing overseas. Like, he's a player playing overseas. You get it? No. Oh, he's a foreigner? He's playing you know how players in Lithuania if if you have a friend that's playing in Lithuania yeah when the season's done he's rushing to get back to America oh so Jokic is the equivalent of a player playing over he wants to go home from America like how Americans want to get back home after their season is over right so I'm like oh yo Jokic is playing overseas basketball like overseas works both ways And then in that rabbit hole, I'm like, people say, yo, oh my gosh, overseas basketball is catching up because there's there's more overseas talent in the NBA than ever. Right. I'm like, why don't people do the flip side and how the Americans that are overseas, like top of every league is an American. (laughs) Like they're just as dominant. Like are Americans starting to take over overseas basketball? Shane Larkin, Mike James, you know? uh what's it Dwayne Bacon Isaiah Briscoe are those guys is there an influx going is does it go both ways or am I tripping? Talk to me.
1: Yo you're tripping. That's why they only let three Americans on each team. If they were to like, let as many Americans play on each team over there overseas there wouldn't it wouldn't be overseas. It would just be Americans abroad. Literally
2: no but no 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 because I think overseas emphasizes team basketball and like if there was 10 americans on a team i think that team will lose it'll just be a g league team
1: i saw a clip i saw a clip today about an athletic trainer performance and how everything goes about and he's just like the biggest thing or the biggest thing that people should work on starting young is athleticism shout,
2: shout him out i saw that clip as well shout him out because we need him on the podcast it was at some point
1: something podium his the, the his podcast
2: oh i thought it was by any means uh, so I didn't see it on and by any means. I didn't see it by Coleman. Okay, he also made a video. We do need by any means on the podcast. Yeah, I'm yeah.
1: We got to get Coleman on. Yeah, so we'll get Coleman on. Yeah. But i seen it. it he made a
2: team basketball clip as well.
1: It was something about podium, and he was explaining how that athleticism is probably the most important thing to work on in any sport. He was saying because when kids are really young, that something that can be so detrimental is something as simple as running a sprint and coming in last place. They said the way that athleticism transfers to every sport, he said that for a kid's mental, not being athletic early on can really deter him from playing sports or even becoming better at the sports. He said the kids that are most athletic are usually the ones at the beginning who have the most fun. So he said that developing the athleticism is like more important than developing the skill or anything because he said what people think is they can always develop the skill. So going back to common point, on
2: this podcast
1: going back to the point going overseas I'm, if you just get all these americans who are super athletic imagine if you're taking these americans who are super athletic and you're starting them overseas they would just take yeah, over
2: like, yeah and you mean like starting them overseas as in like starting their basketball career off overseas yeah Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there would then be, be no learned, like, more overseas team aspect skill. Right. You add that. That's like, you got Giannis. You got Jaybird. <laughs> I don't got this. I don't
1: got this ring on for no reason.
2: For no reason. Wait, what ring is that?
1: So I won this. Um, this was courtside. It's a league out here, four on four league. Um, took my team to the took my team to the championship. Will us to victory. Wait, that. It's just something that I I do. Every level of my athletic career, I've won. Every level.
2: Oh, college is four years. So you're counting Tennessee.
1: I won an SEC championship.
2: Yeah, you did that. You did that, bro. I won a state
1: championship championship in high school as well.
2: Let's get these finals narratives off. What's
1: up? All right. Hey, my first thing. I love Jimmy Butler. Call for the clear out. Call for the clear out like call for the clear out like a hey, man. Hey, hey, not gonna lie. Living in Miami, like you gotta love Jimmy Butler uh, unless you want to be crucified. You gotta love Jimmy. But everybody I come in contact with, I try to tell them like Jimmy is more of a competitor than a scorer. Like when you're coming into these finals, you need guys who have a signature move to get a shot off. Like. You need somebody to just get a bucket. And I think these past, the past two games when he has the ball late and he just can't get a bucket, like just because he just doesn't have the natural bag or the natural gift to just get a bucket. Like when I'm talking about different guys' signature moves, it's like regardless if you like it or not, like Jason Tatum, if he's in a bond, he's going to between and to his sidestep. Like he's getting to his signature move. A couple of these other players have signature moves. like. When I'm looking at this Miami Heat team, I think there's two ways to go about it. And I think every team will. I, I forgot I forgot who said it, how each team, I think Gilbert said it, how each team now is going to have to have their roster to stop Jokic, right? Like whether you're adding two more bigs to the roster. But I think you should do it the other way. I think it's easier to find a guard. To attack Jokic on offense than it is to find a big who can guard him. So if I'm any team, I'm looking to try to get Kyrie, Dane, or any one of these super scoring point guards over a Jimmy. No, you got to keep Jimmy. You uh, got Jimmy. Jimmy helps, but you need you need a scoring guard. Like I think I think if the Heat if they were to have a Kyrie if they had Kyrie. Or Damian Lillard just went, they win the they win the they win the chip.
2: So you made a comparison to Jimmy's game. Right. Like his inability to get you one.
1: Jimmy has scored a lot of points before. I'm not discrediting Facts. I'm not discrediting him, but he's just not a natural scorer.
2: So would you rather have JT or Jimmy? Jason Tatum or Jimmy Butler. Jason Tatum you don't think that's crazy though being that they just went at it and jason tatum had a better roster and jimmy beat him
1: jimmy's a better leader a much better roster i think jimmy's a 100 percent better leader but when i player knew, when no, i let's knew,
2: talk about better player bro if he's he, not if jimmy, me, butler's not a, roster, jimmy
1: butler's not a better player than jason tatum
2: but okay so my question let jimmy has a worse roster right that's fair this is easy to say jimmy Honestly, Jimmy might have had the worst roster in the playoffs.
1: You ever, you ever played on a team where everybody is like one for all, all for one?
2: Okay, that's fair. But have you, Jimmy have, you, the... have
1: you ever played on a team where everybody's one for all, all
2: for one? Honestly, I might not have. Honestly, but I get the the feeling of it. I get the idea of it.
1: Oh, because you didn't go like your your high school wasn't like. See, it's a it's a little different. Like when I was playing in high school, because my town is small in Hampton. It's like it's like your neighborhood, like your neighborhood guys who you've grown up with your whole yeah, life. Yeah, I've never like, been
2: in that experience. Like everything your boys, like behind. your
1: dogs. Like, you know everything about this person since they've been in elementary school, their parents, their brothers, their sisters, their cousins. You know their whole family, almost everything in their dynamic in their life. Like, you guys are super close. So, when you're on the court, it's like you're not just playing for yourself. You know what I mean?
2: Okay, I've been on teams in that environment, yeah.
1: I think that the Heat have their culture in the way that they have adopted. They have that. The Celtics don't have that. They're
2: Celtics have culture though. Celtics have culture. Celtics it's have. It's not as strong as the Heat's.
1: The Celtics have history. They're okay. a historic franchise. I don't think that this team has culture. Um, Paul Pierce, but the Celtics. Paul Celtics Pierce, Kevin boring, Garnett, guys. Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Rondo had culture. Okay. Like but this I, okay. team is this on a historic franchise. I don't think that they have culture.
2: But you're naming okay, Paul Pierce that that Celtics team with Paul Pierce, KG Ray Allen that's top tier culture basketball. Right. Kobe Bryant with Paul with um Pau Gasol, like Derek Fisher. If you watch Kobe's muse, you know like that's a culture. They built the Steph Curry. Any team he's on, well, no Golden State. Culture. Right. Like these are like the top tier of culture. I don't think Boston doesn't have culture. Like
1: I don't think they they do. have a
2: bunch of unselfish guys. Like they've if what is culture? If it's not a bunch of guys that sacrifice for each other and believe in I don't think they have a bunch of me. guys that sacrifice for each other. Really? I think nah. Derek White, Marcus Smart. Jason Tatum even is not, he's not a selfish superstar. Jalen Brown, uh, I don't think that those guys sacrificed.
1: Horford. When I'm looking at culture, like you said, that Bulls team, that Lakers team, that Celtics team, that Golden State team, that Pistons, sure, like,
0: yeah, Pistons.
2: that that Pistons
1: team with Chauncey Billups, Rip, she. Oh, you know what's crazy? I'm talking about Isaiah
2: Thomas Pistons, but that Pistons is both Pistons teams are culture. Yes,
1: both P- Pistons teams. Maybe it's toughness.
2: Yeah, because Showtime Lakers were even tough. Yeah, no, 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 no. Cause we can't call it toughness. Cause that Golden State Warriors team is not notorious for.
1: I wouldn't say that that team's not tough. What like, people think, but they're tough.
2: not. No, they're not upper echelon tough though. Listen, they're just not think,
1: People think toughness is they is toughness is different. I I I seen a, um Jay Wright explain toughness in a in a in a basketball sense.
2: That I have that book. I have his book, Toughness.
1: When he's like. Toughness is stepping in, taking a charge. Toughness is not getting your passes deflected. Toughness is like defending five, six, seven passes in a row. Like toughness isn't always elbowing people in the stomach or poking people's eyes out. Like, well, come <laughs> on,
2: bro. We can't call the Golden State Warriors dynasty built on toughness. Or Thompson. like, we can't it's call Clay that Is Clay Thompson pieces. tough? Yes.
1: Is Draymond tough?
2: Yes. It's tough Stop tough? there. Stop, stop there. It's stop tough. there. It's stop there, Jer- James. Stop there. I'm not calling anybody else tough. Like, hold oh, on, Steph Curry's not tough. Not in the sense that we're talking about. Steph like, Curry isn't tough. You're saying Steph Curry. I think not his tough mental player. toughness and his, but he's not what. But I think Clay Thompson and Draymond are. Steph doesn't fall into that toughness cat. He's not soft by any by any means. But what I think, what I see when I see. Klay, Draymond, I see the same shit when I see them. I says I see in Dennis Rodman, Isaiah Thomas, Bill Laimbeer. That'd be tough. He's not what. Are you a colorist? He's not. He's not what they are, bro. Let's just call the space. Are you? A space. A, are you a colorist? Klay Thompson's light skin.
1: You can like some light skins and not like other ones.
2: No, but I, I'm fair though. they're on I'm, the same team, they look the same. <laughs> like,
1: I'm saying, there's some people that like black people. Some people don't like other black people. Whatever.
2: I doesn't. No, no. Steph is not the Golden State Warriors. Is not a tough franchise. Like it's not a. They're good. Dream on Clay. I'm trying to think. Is it Maurice Space? Yeah. When they Mo, had the, Mo Bucket. Mo Space. was tough in their run. Udonis Haslam is tough on the the whole Heat culture is tough.
1: All of those guys are tough.
2: But it's not. It doesn't. It's not because Steph is light skinned He's not. He's tough. Okay. Okay. How about this? steph is not tough but he's not steph is tough but he's not like a tough guy like his persona his what he like not a tough guy and not, i'm not even saying violent like markeith morris beat somebody up i'm just saying like because i think clay thompson is like super he's this ultimate competitor i think so is steph i think maybe even there's an element of physicality in it like and how you guard and
1: so you're saying because he can't impose his will
2: Sure, yeah. Cuz so I think Steph is as mentally tough as they come. Maybe even not because like how his finals No, 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 let me scratch that. Steph is as mentally tough as they come. Hold but on.
1: But I, I think we just found Steph's biggest hater.
2: How? No, I, Steph is as mentally tough as they come, but that doesn't mean he's a tough guy. The other cultures that you were describing are built on tough guy after tough guy after tough guy. Like we there's no room for somebody that's not tough on those on those rosters. I disagree. But you know what? Let me let me reel us back in a little bit. You were talking about Jimmy. Yes. I have a serious problem with let me give Jimmy all his flowers first. I do have an issue with him. I think Jimmy is like as competitive as they come. Right. I love seeing him there was a quote where he said yo don't lump me in that superstar category don't bro i don't don't put me in that last shot taking category because i'm gonna make the right play every time you know right Like i'm not that superstar like don't look at me like how you look at them because i play basketball differently i'm coming from a different place when i hoop right and his teammates have um co-signed that he's an unselfish guy but I start to think that it's a a crutch when these guys that can score 30 40 50 on any given night start to refer to themselves as non-scorers start to say like i see i just saw jimmy in an interview like i'm not a scorer i'm not a scorer like right i just watched you score 54 50 40 on the league's best defense but i feel like guys don't want the pressure that comes with having to score, put the ball in the basket every single night, night in, night out. Like Steph has to do, like Kobe had to do, like Kyrie has to do. Like, if you're unself, if you're the ultimate competitor as Jimmy Butler, and you're in that final series, and you want to win more than anything, guess what your team needs you to do right now? Like, no, I, If you I really want to win more than anything. You know what I think it is? Stop driving to the basket and kicking it out.
1: You know what I think it is? Hmm. I think it's like with guys like that, or kind of like with guy like Jimmy, it's probably the way that he feels like that he impacts the game that is probably just more than scoring. Like, Steph, for him to impact, he has to score. So
2: because you – LeBron does that shit, though. LeBron says, I'm not a scorer, I'm not a scorer, I'm not a scorer. And, like, you have the most points of all time. At what point did you become a scorer? Like I feel like these guys don't embrace it because, like you said, they don't have the Kyrie or they don't have the the deepest bags in the world. So some nights it might not be there. And they get a pass on those nights when Jimmy, you can go get almost 60 points in a playoff game. Like, you're a scorer, bro. Put that pressure on yourself. Don't your team needed you to score more than anything this last year. I watched the game, what was it, a five-game series? of a gentleman's sweep. This was the gentleman sweep. <laughs> okay. So I'm watching game five. Jimmy has, he goes into the fourth quarter with, let's say, less than 10 points. I know he outscores his total in the fourth quarter. I think he had maybe somewhere between 12 and 15 fourth-quarter points. But f- forget the fact that he's scoring. That aggression was needed from you all game. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're leaving your team out to dry. If you're not a scorer, if Jimmy Butler's not a scorer, Jay Bird, who the fuck is a scorer on the Miami Heat?
1: They don't Tyler, have one.
2: heroes out. They don't have one. Who the hell is a scorer, bro? You can't just decide you're not a scorer when... You can't just decide you're not a scorer and we need you to score. That's not fair to your roster.
1: I mean, who are you leaning on? Cal Lowry? you you hold so the miami heat leaning on big booty cow lowry
2: yo perk, come on slime
1: come i'm asking are, are you leaning on big are you leaning on the, uh, the world's fattest booty cow cow oh seriously seriously so hold on seriously so if the heat can't score and jimmy butler's saying he can't score i'm saying that he's not a natural scorer. so what you're telling me is the heat are leaning on big booty Cal Larry to score 35 plus plus 10 in the finals
2: bro is that a national nickname Austin. for him that i don't know about i'm not i've never heard of him called
1: what is wrong with you? what do you mean you never heard of them yes you have bro i played it, i'm i'm
2: from Serrano where we watch him play i've seen him get his first ring i ain't never i ain't never heard bbkl that's crazy oh man Come on, man. BBKL is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! (laughs) No, but no. Bro, you are a scorer. You're a scorer. Um, LeBron is a scorer. Like, all these guys that lean on this crutch of, like, I'm not a scorer. You know what that's called in business? It's called underselling over delivering. All these dudes know they score. All these dudes know, but, like, yo, don't expect me to score that's not what I do that's not I'd rather I'm a pass first I remember like I see people calling LeBron this pass first dude and I'm like what are y'all talking about like he averages 27 he holds the ball the whole possession why do y'all keep calling him this pass for? like at least y'all if y'all got no bag just say that but Russell Westbrook doesn't have a bag he doesn't try to act like he's not a scorer like he gets after it, like just go get buckets. He'll lead the league in scoring if he has to. Don't try to say I. Don't, I just Jimmy Buller is the ultimate competitor, and I feel like the man in the arena. Like you know, I'm here. If you guys don't know what the man in the arena is, uh, Google it. I feel like you know a, a Monday morning quarterback. But damn, bro, shoot! We need you to shoot. Like, go get a bucket. Need he digress? Bring us back. Damn, let's go from Jimmy to Jokic. Let's go to Denver, because I don't want to give... I know Mike Malone gets mad when the press and all that.
1: Yo, you made a good point, though. Talk to me. You made two good points. I want to let you talk about Bones Highline. We spoke about it briefly. We spoke about Bones briefly. And for anybody that doesn't know, Tev is the number one Bones advocate on the face of the planet. I think Bones is really good. Tough. I, I think that he was in a good situation to learn as well. And he could have really carved out a real role for himself in the league sure. and on that team. Cause what anybody yes. wants in the NBA is an opportunity. And yeah, his number wasn't always called every now and then, but he was getting opportunities after opportunity after opportunity. And he'd had really good games to this far. I'm gonna let Teb, I'm gonna let Teb take this over. On everything else that happened.
2: I don't know how the first year of the NBA is, but I have this understanding that, like, yo, your first year is not a write off, but it may not go your way. I think that's almost in life, in a new job, any place where you came from, let's say, high school to college, you were top of the totem pole. Back to the bottom of the total poll. A lot of college athletes have the expectation, you know, my freshman year, it might not be that. It might not be the most exciting uh, goal-accomplishing year of my four years. And Bones had a up and down, but for the most part, pretty decent rookie year, rookie season. But that's also because Jamal Murray was hurt most of his rookie season, if not all of it. Second year, Jamal comes back. We talked about this last podcast or a couple podcasts ago. And I'm sure I'm almost sure I've never talked to Bones Island in my life, but I'm almost sure he doesn't have he didn't have the understanding that, you know, we're going to work like Jamal Murray is a borderline all star. It's going to take some time. Even Nikola Jokic has a quote saying you're going to be terrible for the first two, three, four months back off your injury. But this roster, this team, this organization is committed to getting Jamal Murray back to where he was, back to bubble Murray. Right. So I'm sure a guy like Bones Highland sees himself performing prior to Jamal Murray being on the roster or being back in back active. See Jamal struggling and is thinking, I should be on the court short term. Right. While his coaches are thinking long term, like, no, they've prepared for Jamal struggling for months on end. Right. Because they see the long term, which is today championship ring. I'm sure that frustrated him and he didn't have the probably the patience to see that through. He ends up, I don't know if he requests a trade or just making things so uncomfortable and dysfunctional that like we have to trade him one way or the other. And it's just sad to see that they get a ring, and you see a guy like Christian, what is his name, Braun, Braun, Christian, and it's like he has a couple big games because Bones Holland is gonna have a couple big games in the NBA playoffs. And to think, bro, to start off your career, I mean, Bone Holland, Bones, High, Denver was winning a ring this year. We we can see that they ran through every team in their path, right? They weren't really, so if Bones Hollins is on the roster, he's getting his first ring. Can you imagine what that means moving forward? There's players that have played 10, 12, 14 years that don't have that experience to speak for. Right. And I it's just sad that Bones didn't have the patience or anybody in his corner to tell him, Yo, sit tight. I'm sure if Bones had a, if Bones Highland had a 10-year NBA, NBA vet in his ear, he sits tight. He he weathers the storm in Denver. You know what I mean? But well, was it a and storm?
1: Like, huh? Was it really a storm?
2: or was he Not a, playing is tough.
1: Want, or did he want a lot? Did he want what? Was it a storm or did he just want a lot?
2: I mean, ambition, he's a mid-major guard, Bones Holland, mid-major guard playing in the playoffs on a Clippers. This year? Yeah, he was on the Clippers. The Clippers were in the playoffs. Playing? Mm-hmm. Okay. He played. Oh. He played. But anyways, he's a, like he's a mid-major guard that made it to the NBA and is like right. a rotation player. So you don't get there without a certain level of ambition and wanting more than everyone else sees for you. Right. So it's not a bad thing that he wants too much. But someone has to teach you how to patiently chase this. You know what I mean? Like how to see long term instead of short term. If he had a vet like Mo Cheeks or uh, Lou Will or. What about Jeff Green? I don't know. I don't know how close they are or whatever the (laughs) case may be. I I don't know what their relationship is. But it's just really sad to see because you know I'm a big Bones Highland advocate. So I, right. I I would have loved to see him hoisting a trophy. Like, and that's an experience you can't. Like, you're going into the next season with so much more confidence. And coaches are not full-fledged assholes. Like, they have plans for players. Right. Like, I'm sure if he was on the, I would think. And I'm not with him with how Mike Malone handled the situation with Bones Highland. but I would still think that Mike Malone had a plan for him next year. Like, yo, we've, we're going to have to either trade him into a better situation or we're going to have to let him in this rotation next year. Right. So I just wish he saw that through. Patience is a virtue.
1: Yeah, because I do think that when these teams win these championships, like you said, like, because they're on a high for a long time going into – the next season. Like, there's going to be so many responsibilities for Jamal Murray that they're trying to give, or so many responsibilities to Jokic. Like, these guys are going to be tired. Come middle of the season, that 20 game, 20 through 60, like, they're going to need a dude like Bones to carry the team through these stretches.
2: 100%.
1: Like, that's where these, that's where those guys like Bones really make their money is game 20 through 60.
2: Low-key. But you got to have a... And it's hard to see the the chessboard while you're in it. And you always get at his team, his like, you know, the people around him. It's so where you need somebody that's been here before to tell you, yo, because if you think about it, second best shooting guard of all time, go. Kobe. Kobe Bryant could have asked for a trade his first year. Easily. Kobe Bryant could have easily asked for a trade his first year from the Lakers.
1: You know what I thought Bones was going to be like? I
2: thought Talk he was going to
1: be their Will Barton. I thought that's who they were bringing him in to be.
2: How do you think a player should deal with playing, with being behind somebody or people that you know you're more talented than? Not that Bones is more talented than Jamal, but you know, how do you deal with that?
1: At that level, you have to be a professional. Mm. It's not the same anymore. You're you're a part of a business and an infrastructure. Like at that level, you have to be the best teammate, the best practice guy. Like you have to live in your role. You have to live in your job. This is your nine-to-five. Like, imagine you having a business and you got an employee talking to the news badly about your business and how you conduct your business.
2: Can you put toothpaste back in the tube though?
1: I mean, I don't really put any limits on myself.
2: <laughs> and I, when I say that, I mean like we've seen this before because Bones Highland, he didn't play early in his career. But when he got on the court his rookie season. Yeah, he had a really, he good, didn't he had look really back. good
1: games. He had really good games.
2: No, he had a really good rookie season. Like he was in, I think he was second team. All rookie second team.
1: No, in his position and his opportunities, he made the most out of it.
2: With that being said, like even guys like, um, the Boston team, Boston Celtics with Kyrie Irving, when Kyrie got hurt, Scary Terry. Scary Terry.
1: No, that was Isaiah Thomas.
2: No, the emergence of Scary Terry was when Kyrie got hurt. Not that whole playoff oh, yeah, yeah, run. It
1: was. It was. It was. You're right. You're right.
2: And not only, like, not only, and Scary is one of my favorite players, but not only the emergence of Scary Terry, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum went to another level. Like, while they were playing with Kyrie Irving, they were very willing and able to take a back seat. But when Kyrie got hurt, all these players took a leap. Jason Tatum probably was leading the team in scoring. They all went to the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie. Right. who right. still without like without them there like Kyrie is the most talented player on that team whether he's there or not right and I feel like all of them bowed down to Kyrie prior to that playoff run right but all of them got to experiment with their game see what they could do and when Kyrie came back I remember uh Terry Rozier being in interviews being like yo no. upset no no Handing it off to Kyrie, like, yo, I don't care what I did. Because people were trying, the media was trying to build the narrative, like, yo, who's going to start? Or are you going to be okay with less minutes? Or because he just put on an amazing playoff spectacle. Mm-hmm. But Terry nipped those in the bud, like, yo, no, Kyrie's going to start. I, I'm not dumb. Kyrie is who he is. And he seemed like that was going to be the script, but Terry played so well. Jalen Brown played amazing. Jay- Jason Tatum played the best basketball of his career, to that point. Nobody, the toothpaste was not going back in the tube once these guys seen what they could do in the NBA with freedom. Like these guys were not taking a backseat to Kyrie Irving or anybody else. It could have been Michael Jeffrey Jordan on the court. These guys saw what they could do. You're, not, I don't think you're putting toothpaste back in the tube, and I think that's part of Bones Highland's issue. Like he saw himself have a real success
1: oh yeah
2: become a real fan fa- he was a fan favorite in denver right like he was really fan. like they would have bones come out and speak to the crowd pre-game right because his energy is also contagious he's charismatic as hell he's playing this street entertaining uh style of basketball he's playing with heart emotion he's already become a fan favorite he's not he's not ready to scale it back can you put toothpaste back in the tube? Have we ever seen that before? You got a point. So I understand where he's coming from, but I just wish he had a team with him.
1: Off oh, of bones, off of bones.
2: Pause. I have a question, not even a theory. We're gonna expand on. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna make my opening statement, and then we're gonna take it from there. We can give nuance. We can give whatever else we need, but. Is Jamal Murray the third point guard to get a ring?
1: You brought this up earlier. Is Jamal Murray the third point guard to get a ring? So, like you said, you're gonna name Kyrie. And when you say third point guard, you mean third scoring point guard.
2: Yes, the third point guard, let's call it.
1: Like these undersized twos playing the one.
2: Mm-hmm. Combos. Is Score Jamal first. Murray Score first. first.
1: Is Jamal Murray the third score-first point guard to get a ring?
2: What is? it? Name the other two for our for our audience. Let's go: Steph Curry, Kyrie, uh, D. Wade played the two. Mm-hmm. Tony Parker. I don't think he's in that. You know what? Jamal Murray might line up with. So, all right, in my Tony Parker scoring, Tony scoring point guard. Scoring point guard but he was part of a system. Like he was part of a, like he's a
1: scoring point guard. You can't say he's a scoring point guard.
2: He's not John Wall. He's not. He's a scoring point guard. He's not Chauncey Billups. I think he's closer to Chauncey Billups than he is John Wall. Like he he might not have made an all-star game the year that they won championships.
1: 100% he did.
2: I don't know. So I think, I think Steph is in a tier of his own. Yo, he averaged 22. In the championship year? 2008. And they won that year? Yes. Okay. He, cheer me out. That's what Jamal averaged somewhere around there in the championship series. So he's not a scoring point guard averaging
1: 22? in 2020? No, Tony Parker is, of course, a in scoring in guard. In 2008, he's averaging 22. That's a scoring point no, guard.
2: No, no. No, no. Tony Parker is for sure a scoring point guard. I wasn't trying to argue you there. But- In the tears steph curry
1: i would say he's four i would say jamal murray's the fourth oh yeah i i don't know another one other than tony parker like
2: but check this there's been no scoring point guard that's led been the lead for a championship outside of steph curry does that make sense you win with bigs you said you win with bigs yeah Steph Curry had a big, or you're saying like everyone else? Essentially. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, no. Steph Curry's the only, so Steph Curry, Kyrie and Jamal, All right, Kyrie, Jamal, and Tony Parker. I never thought about Tony Parker until I introduced the conversation. Those guys were all the second best player on their team. To a big? Yes. Steph Curry's the only one who was like, I'm the guy. Mr. Unanimous. Yeah, like Steph Curry's the only one I was the regulars. That's why I always make sure even though James Harden is my favorite player, prime James Harden, not Philly James Harden, but James Harden is my favorite player and I think there's an argument there. I make sure to hold Steph Curry in a different light because he's the only like there's a there was a point recently, very recently where a point guard, you can help me out with this. The point guard was the deepest position in the league. Yes. Let's 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 run him off real quick. I, you got Go through the East. east?
1: Just go go through the East.
2: John Wall. Right now or back then? Throughout the... When when the point guard was at its zenith. Would you put put Jeff Teague in there? All-star? No, no, no. no, I'm not. Jeff Teague's not. Honestly, Jeff Teague's like that. And he's not even enough to get in this list.
1: Okay, okay. I see what you're going. So you got John, you got Derrick Rose. Yup uh you had Kimba in there with Charlotte
2: Yup. you you stay in East right now yeah I'm staying in the East because you got to think it's the past first point guards that end up on rent. Mario You no it's crazy Mario Chalmers is fake a scoring point guard but he's not in this here so is uh, Norris Cole Norris Cole yeah they're not they're not first options exactly exactly those guys don't... The first option, point guard, score, like scoring point guard does not win a ring. The Dame Lillard's... Steph is the only one out of that class. So, the Dame Lillard's, the Baron Davis's. Oh, we can go back to AIs, Stephon Marbury's. We can do that all day. Steve Francis, we can do that till we're blue in the face. I'm trying to go more modern, though. Like Steve Nash? No, that's the password. That's the pass first point guard. But I'm just saying, like, there's no... The scoring, the the new school guard that Allen Iverson, Stephon Marbury ushered in, those guys don't have chips. Why got, is the point guards that lead your team in scoring? Why don't why don't scoring point guards win championships? I think because Jimmy Butler, everybody needs to feel the basketball. Everybody needs to feel good about themselves. Everybody needs to just touching the basketball is such an underrated underrated morale aspect some dudes don't need to shoot like the same dude that's complaining about like man I ain't get a touch in 10 possessions oh <laughs> sometimes he might want get the ball down low on the block and kick it back out but he's good like <laughs> he's good for yeah, another 10 possessions he's good <laughs>
1: Yo, you know, you know what's crazy is that guy who yelling he ain't touched it in the last ten possessions. When he does get it, no way he makes it. <laughs> the guy who hasn't touched the ball in ten possessions, like once he gets the ball, like there's no way he makes the shot. And then everybody's on them talking about this. Is why I won't pass that shit to you.
2: I watch the Instagram a lot. You know YouTube. You know YouTubers. They're going to put the full clip together. They're going to take your Instagram live. They're going to take you the play that these two are talking about on their Instagram live. Put the clip and get y'all making fun of it at the end. Mm -hmm. There was Instagram live of notorious role player, like top top tier role player. Oh, my goodness. Danny Danny Green. Uh Uh-huh. So he was on the Raptors. And Uh I think Fred... Van Vliet and um, Pascal are talking about a possession against the Sixers. And, you know, a couple possessions in a row. Um, Danny Green is like, man, see me in the post. He can't guard me. Catch me in the post. This dude, look who I got on me. And Fred and, and Siakam are like so you could do what? Like you know. <laughs> so they're like, okay, whatever. And then they hit him on the block. He uh uh dream shimmy shimmy and he air balls it. Uh-huh. And like, you know, he hits the classic, you know what you do after every air ball? You look at your hands, you damn. But they're like, yo, did you just ask for the rock to shoot an air ball and not Bro, you owe us an apology or something, bro. Come on, bro. But the point being, he doesn't want the ball every time down. Right. Role players just want to touch. And Jimmy makes sure. A guy like Jimmy, a guy like Jokic, two guys in the finals, funny enough, make sure everyone feels the rock. Pause. Whereas, like a guy like Kyrie, who you have ahead of a Jimmy Butler. Who probably has a better roster than Jimmy Butler? Got The Phoenix Suns probably have a better roster than the Miami Heat. We don't see them in as many finals. While Devin Booker, Kyrie Irving, these guys shoot crazy percentage. Like I've seen Kyrie underachieve in years that he's shooting 50, 40, 90, damn near. Right. Devin Booker had a stat in the playoffs against Denver where he made. 40 out of his last 50 shots right in two three games like these guys are not missing Mm -hmm. but there's like if you want your guys to galvanize around you if you want guys to rally around you you might have to sacrifice that 50 point game like jimmy often does to galvanize your guys and that's what I think that's the bet that has to be the better player. How can that not be the better player? How can Jimmy not be better not, than Kevin Durant? It's, and not, it's not measurable. It's measurable. I have a worse roster than you. And I
1: went to the NBA finals. No, we're talking about mono e mano player for player. It's not
2: measurable. There's they're not things. playing one on one, though.
1: No, it's a measurable thing. Who's better? Who's a better passer? Who's a better score?
2: Jimmy has two finals appearances, who's a better with- he and he
1: has lost both.
2: Yeah, he's lost both. But there's players in the East that people think are better than him with zero finals appearances with better rosters.
1: They're better players. That doesn't mean it's.
2: How can it, you? Okay, Jaber. Measurable okay, to measure. It has to be something measurable. You're. Hey, we've had this argument last pod. We're gonna clip this up. Somebody clip this up. Bird you're an athlete I'm an athlete we're both basketball players right right so let's what position do you play
1: whatever coach needs out of me you, most of the we'll time most of the time coach just needs me to get buckets so wherever the ball is going
2: you know can we just call you a point guard for today's sake for argument's sake big guard point guard yeah big guard all right so you're a point guard I'm a point guard right Mm-hmm. if you and I are point guards right right with the same roster, the same two man, three man, four man, five man. And we play each other. The only difference in the roster is Jaybird, Tevin. Right. And my team beats yours. How in the world am I not better than you? Like, yeah, that, that's- you let's say you have a deeper bag than I do, but I figure out how to beat you, you know, a- gentlemen sweep we beat you four to one how am i not better than you
1: do i shoot better than you yes do i pass better yes do i rebound better no am i faster sure am i stronger Uh, is my iq is my iq better no
2: I'm better. I think that if we have the same people... Okay, so we can just disagree, agree to disagree. Right. But I think if you and I have the same roster and we're the only difference, and basketball, this is not football. This is not one of these sports where it's one and done. This is not the NCAA tournament. If I can beat you four times... To- In basketball, the better team is always going to win. Because it's four games. You have the first to four games. Right. I can beat you to four games, and your roster is better than mine or equal to mine. All right. Who are right. quick question.
1: My bad. It's already cut. No, you're good. Fred Van Fleet or Jordan Poole?
2: Fred. <laughs> I swear to God. If you know right, me, so you look, know so how I'm look. rocking with
1: Fred. And like you said, Jordan Poole might dribble better, handle better, all of this, but Jordan you're saying Poole's Fred is more better than Fred Van Fleet. See, it's like kind of the same thing. Like, I can say Jordan Poole is better, though.
2: But no, he's you more can, skilled. No, he's more skilled.
1: That's a better player. We're just talking about a player's skill and after things that are measurable. That's what I'm telling you. Like, I understand what is you're saying. Is the
2: more skilled and, player the better player?
1: I understand what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying. Like, okay, this guy can be better because he wins. But then somebody can also argue say this player is better because of his skills.
2: Is the more skilled player the better player? That's a better player. What about okay? Let's talk I
0: about
1: understand. all. The I, intangibles. I, I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. Let's talk about all the intangibles. I'm just though. saying, they are more
2: skilled than me, and I'm more clutch.
1: I think there's only. I'm I think more it's real to win. I only will do. So, I I can only go off measurables. If it if it can't be measured,
2: I don't like that though. Cause... For a
1: comparison, for a comparison, you have to go off measurables.
2: But I feel like the, the top, our in Kobe and LeBron discussion, Kobe LeBron, Mike LeBron, you're going to go off a lot of, inme- if you're a Kobe fan and a Mike fan, you're going to go off of a lot of intangibles. That's what's going to win your, because LeBron James is the most decorated and statistically.
1: Yeah, he's bigger, faster, stronger.
2: Yeah, like no one's and better he, than LeBron. does
1: he shoot better than those guys? Shoot? Don't like doesn't he shoot
2: I better? Know, I, I I wouldn't be surprised. So who's better? No, I go with the other two though. Over Braun? Yeah, I mean Kobe see, but then like it's like context matters. Kobe's Kobe's rings are the only Kobe's two rings, like he has no top seventy five player. LeBron doesn't have a ring without a top seventy five player. Like if we look at pal, people try to gas pal the saw, and I'm like, yo, bro, look at pal's stats. He's not top 75. No, he's literally not top 75. But I don't think he deserves to be top 75 either. Outside of Kobe. Like LeBron doesn't have rings without a top 75 guy. Mm, hold on. Let me let me pause on that. I don't think Kyrie is top 75, even though I think he's supposed to be in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I'm just saying, like, the context matters. Like, I think what you can galvanize the troops to do counts. I think that's a big deal.
1: No, it's a, it
2: is a super big deal. I'm not, I don't disagree with you. I think Michael Jordan galvanized the troops to do some ridiculous shit. I watched Last Dance. He got the most out of all these players. Yeah everybody doesn't have My that Who hates him everybody can't do that and if I how can many do players it have it? done that
1: in history of basketball what four
2: give me the four talk to me jordan mike kobe i had i just had it I, i'll put jimmy in there okay you got one more or are you just saying four
1: no there's another i think that um I want to play. I want to put Chauncey in there. I don't think that. I don't think
2: that those. I think he galvanized his team. I'm not mad at that because I think Denver Chauncey. Okay, let's see how you how you feel about this. Chauncey is not as good as Allen Iverson, right? But when the trade happened, the Denver Nuggets got better, much better
1: with Allen Iverson or with chauncey
2: yeah with chauncey when when it, ai went to Detroit and chauncey went to denver
1: you think it's because of it better because of his style of play
2: yeah he's a leader his leadership like how you be talking about yeah before we get up out of here this is a conversation that's a if, if this is a conversation that's a little off basketball for us we're going to bring it around and make it basketball, of course, because that's what we do. This is the Bird's View podcast, best basketball podcast in the world. On the face of the earth. On the face of the planet. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. Did you watch the Floyd fight, Bird?
1: <laughs> I saw the ho- I saw the highlights of the Floyd
2: fight. Don't worry. I didn't watch that dumb shit either. I didn't watch that shit. It was Floyd Mayweather versus John Gotti the third. Right. If you're watching, I feel like if you're watching this um, podcast, you know about sports, you know about basketball, you know enough about enough to know, like Floyd is the best boxer of all time, arguably. You know that he's retired. What do you think about athletes? hopping in situations like like this money grabs so you're saying obviously like, below them
1: so you're saying like michael jordan on the wizards exactly patrick, patrick ewing on the on the magic
2: does the when is shack, it time to leave the shack on the suns count no shack never uh, when is it time to leave jay bird what is it time to respect your career and like listen, I had the last shots. You know what I mean like when Mike snatched it back on Byron Russell, right. Hit the game winner for his sixth ring. Like, what are you doing coming back after that?
1: So you're saying everybody should be like Dirk.
2: Did Dirk leave on the on the right high? I don't. I don't remember when Dirk retired. He,
1: he left like probably two years later, two three years
2: later. But still, just know when to when to left, walk away.
1: But he left on his t- on his franchise, like his team.
2: His terms type shit.
1: Like Tim Duncan.
2: Okay. Yeah, we're getting there.
1: Like, but, but Tony it's Park- crazy because the Tony athletes Parker- were talking about Tony Who? Parker didn't though. Tony Parker went and played with the Charlotte Hornets.
2: Hornets. And it's like, do you have to respect your career at a certain point?
1: You have to, like, look, Manu.
2: What Manu, Manu? he left. He left with the like. What about if you want to keep playing? Like, I'm sure Mike wanted to keep playing, keep competing.
1: I never. I, I always go to this thing where you never know anybody's financial situation.
2: You know, Fifty be saying. Floyd is going broke. That's why he' gonna fight. Hey, if you got, if you ready to fight Floyd, he'll fight you tomorrow for the if
1: the bag is right. That's Yo, what they, That's what they say. You never know anybody's financial situation. Don't matter how much money somebody has, like. So they could just be pre- preparing for retirement, saying, "Yo, I just need one more check in, and I'm straight." Mm, no, I'm listen, no, afraid. listen for real. People like, like, like you're saying, like. With Floyd fighting Gotti, like John Gotti the third. John Gotti the third. Nobody knows Floyd's real financial situation. Like, just because he makes a lot of money, people spend so much money. So, when you see these athletes like your Michael Jordan on the Wizards, Patrick Ewing on the Magic, Tony Parker on the Hornets, like, you just never know. Like, some people are literally like, trying to get their last money before retirement did you hear but the dude talking about with the big three when people were like just thanking ice cube so much was like yo I didn't know where my next check was coming from these are guys that's playing eight nine years in the NBA like
2: out of respect for Mike we're not gonna say it's a financial thing that made him go back on the Wizards we're gonna say it's a competitive nature thing that like I couldn't bear to see the team my own lose
1: you never heard about his gambling addiction
2: out of respect for Michael Jordan we're going to say I couldn't bear to see the team I own losing. And there's like stories of Michael hopping in a couple of practices and like mm-hmm. giving guys 11 to two that are in the league. So I'm, I don't of respect for Michael, Michael Jordan. I'm going to leave him out of this, but fam, like, doesn't, doesn't your legacy count for anything? I think you can even make more money in some capacity with a beautiful legacy then so you don't think floyd lost any money with the brawl that happened at the end of the john gladi fight
1: If anything, box, boxing needs boxing needs as much excitement as possible with the boom of MMA. Like MMA is taking over; it's like yeah. exploding. Like, yeah. boxing needs as much excitement as possible.
2: There's like, you know, there's only like two weight divisions that people even watch. I know, I know, Tank, I know, Tank is you got holding that. boxing you got, you, got the, you got the
1: Tank. I don't know if that's lightweight, but you got Tank, Haney, um, Shador, i um, Shakur Stevenson. Then you got earl spence about to fight and then you got heavyweights with um the brown bomber and the gypsy mm-hmm. so bro one you got only two weight classes then you got mma where the whole thing is like flooded top to bottom mm-hmm. and people all across the world are getting into mma it's like one of the fastest booming sports y'all yeah. have y'all started pickleball out there yet hey now I'm done. Hey, I'm done, man. Send me home, man. I talk about pickleball.
2: <laughs> yo, this has been a great. Hey, episode. I'm not gonna lie. I'm
1: thinking about start. I'm thinking about starting playing pickleball, man. <laughs>
2: yeah, this has been a great episode. What do we got? A minute and ten. Best basketball podcast on earth. Yeah, I mean, we got your boy bird gang Jay bird James Daniel the third ocean drive poppy you know what I mean <laughs> then we got big Tev not the little one appreciate you if y'all spent if y'all spent two minutes on that on this podcast on this episode I'm not mad at you we love you but now if you spent an hour and 10 minutes on this podcast we love you just the same. And you know what I'm saying? It's been a good episode. It's, the NBA season is over. We got a lot in store for you. Y'all probably don't know where you're gonna get your entertainment from. What is the Bird's View podcast gonna do now that the season is over? How are they gonna respond? We got a lot in store for y'all. And realistically speaking, just me being honest as a host, as a co-host of the Birds of You podcast. You could have been anywhere in the world.
1: But you are here with us. Back outside, I'm ducking no smoke. It's up in the stock with nowhere to go. I hit a goal, they moving the post. It is what it is, I know how it goes. Picture is perfect, I'm striking the post. You cannot compete, it's not even close. Feeling myself, I'm doing the most. You are what you eat, I ordered the goat.